Hi, I'm Jacqueline. And I'm Courtney. And this is Caffeinated Crimes. If you guys are members of our Patreon, you heard our February bonus episode that our significant others did where (laughs) they didn't know how to start. Um, (laughs) They're like, oh, I guess we're supposed to have an intro. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And then they just pretty funny got right into it i mean there was no like (laughs) chat okay here is our script let me tell you about it well it was funny too because beforehand kevin was like this will be interesting because i'm not sure what andrew and i have talked about in life besides sports or like he was like i don't really know like (laughs) that's just kind of what we talk that's like what i talk about all the time or like certain stuff but he was like I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> He's like, oh, we're going to have to like have a conversation about something other than sports. Like, I don't know if I could do that. That sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. they did thankfully go on to have, you know, some conversation throughout. But I was I was laughing when I was editing and I was like, oh, 36 seconds in and we're we're starting with the sources. OK. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And being like, Jacqueline told me I have to read the sources. <laughs> oh. It was funny. Uh, it was pretty funny. Yeah. If you want to sign up for nothing besides that, uh, $3 a month, and you'll get a lot more than just that one. Um, yeah. But I think that so. one alone is worth it. I mean, it was yeah. it was pretty good. I think it, I think the content was pretty interesting. And then the delivery was just, you know, yeah. a masterpiece. <laughs> so <laughs> Too good. Also, um, because Courtney and I had this conversation off mic before we started, I want to know if you guys often read books that you forget about because mm-hmm. Gordon and I have both had this experience before where we've like started reading a book and then so far into it realized that oh we've already read this um or before I've gotten to like literally the last chapter and then I'm like oh oh yeah I've, I've read this before <laughs> and had no memory of it um which for me is easier now because I have good reads so I can like check and make sure that mm-hmm. I haven't read a book before um but like you were saying like when you read so many books it's like you just you you forget what's what and it's hard to keep yeah. track of yeah because tiffany let me borrow a book and i was like no i haven't read it no let me read it i think it's been on my list to read um and then yeah i mean i wasn't that far in like something about the names just really like triggered it for me maybe mm-hmm. like or the relationships i don't know i was maybe a chapter in and i was like this just feels familiar <laughs> so i looked on goodreads and yep i read it two years ago which as someone who reads <laughs> usually over 60 books a year um that's Mm -hmm. 120 books since then so it's not shocking that I forgot that I'd read it (laughs) yeah yeah and I told Courtney about a TikTok that I saw recently that was like me after finishing a book and it was like oh my gosh this is the best book like I've ever read like you know the characters are amazing the plot is wonderful like the ending was great blah blah blah. and then it's like five minutes later someone's like what was the name of that character in that book and you're like I have no idea (laughs) no clue don't remember (laughs) like once you start the next book it's like gone (laughs) <laughs> and that's the thing hard too. like this one it was like behind closed doors which is like a thriller which like mm-hmm. so many thrillers have these like similar names yeah like a door yes. or like and similar women like- in somewhere and like mm-hmm. yeah, they're all like very similar so yeah. it was just one of those that I thought I hadn't read but I had <laughs> oops <laughs> like I can usually remember if I liked a book or not, like once, mm-hmm. you know, as long as I remember that I've read it, like I can usually remember like, oh yeah, I really liked that or, oh, it was okay. Or no, I didn't. But then like the details, I'm like, man, I don't know. What did I like about it? I don't know. Couldn't tell you. I remember it was good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and of course you have the few that like really stick out to you. They're like, oh yeah, like this was amazing. Like for mm-hmm. these reasons and, you know, but I do, Courtney, I don't know if we've talked about this before. Do you reread books on purpose? 
Um, sometimes, um, like I will, like, if I remember it being like really good Mm -hmm. and like want to reread it, like I will, um, and I have in the past, it's kind of rare, mostly because there are so many books out there now Yeah, that I'm wanting to read, but there are a few books that like I will read multiple Mm -hmm. times. Yeah, same. I haven't in a long time, probably since I got the Libby app where I can get a brand new book at my fingertips like mm-hmm. it would be one thing if it's like oh i've read all the books that like i own that i haven't you know i don't want to go out and buy a new book and oh i don't have time to go to the library today so i'll just start rereading something i already have and then once i started obviously i'll want to finish it again um but i don't yeah i think it's been a while since um since i've reread something because i am able to find a new book like instantaneously although i will say if i'm like in like a depressive mood like if things are like not going great like sometimes it's nice to have a comfort read of something that like you know exactly what's going to happen so i will do it in those instances too i used to always um like reread the harry potter series like every Mm -hmm. few years or if i was going through something hard yes Mm -hmm. i know jk rowling is the absolute worst human to ever (laughs) exist um and i do not support her but harry potter is its own entity now so please don't come for me in the comments (laughs) i hate her i acknowledge it but yes that is a series i would reread often Mm -hmm. um and there's a few others one that just like stands out to me is like eat pray love by liz gilbert i don't know why Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. i just really like that book and i love her writing style so it was one that i would read like a few times but it's been a while but i did plan on it probably this summer rereading one because i'm going to the mm-hmm. beach and i'm gonna need a lot of books so yeah to reread in there might be a good thing <laughs> nice i am excited to like reread some of those like like older child young adult you know what i mean like not the mm-hmm. like kid kid books but like once you get into like chapter books like once my daughter gets older and we're like you know reading those books like together I'm looking forward to that because I think that'll be fun too. I'm really looking forward to rereading Gone Girl. It's on my list Mm. to reread because it was so good the first time. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited to like read it again to like pick out some stuff, which is I feel like another thing like I've done before. Like if there's a big twist, Mm -hmm. I will reread it to like find clues that I missed Mm -hmm. the first time. Yeah, I've done that before too. All right. Well, this took a nice little, you know, <laughs> little side. Detour. Yeah. You never know where the conversation's going to go. But uh, yeah, let us know what you guys think about, um, you know, forgetting that you've read books or rereading books that you've already read or, you know, whatever. We're always here for whatever conversation. So definitely, you know, reach Especially out. about books. <laughs> yes. Always about books. Um, so another school shooting update um, again. So 43-year-old Anthony Dwayne McRae shot and killed three students and wounded five others at Michigan State University. Um, So after the shooting, a citizen did see the news coverage and led police to McRae, who just appeared to be, like, casually walking home. Um, And when he saw the police, he said nothing before shooting himself. Um, They did find two legally purchased handguns on him. Um, with lots of ammunition, a bus ticket, and a note listing several more potential targets, um, two of which were schools in New Jersey. Um, And his note also stated that he was the leader of of a group of 20 killers, um, and he had worked at one of the potential targets. Um, So it did seem that, like, the things, the places, like, on his list were, like, businesses where he had, like, been slighted or, like, asked to leave before, like, places Mm -hmm. that he had, like, a vendetta against. Um, and he had previously been charged with carrying a concealed weapon, which is a felony and would have prevented him from being able to purchase another gun if he was convicted. But he pled guilty to a misdemeanor. 
instead, which is how he was able to purchase the guns that he used in the shooting, which we saw with the UVA shooting as well from mm-hmm. 2020. 2020, yes. Um, Two. Really, Sorry. Was it? There was an update last year, but was it? Or no. No. Was the shooting last year? Yep, that was mm-hmm. last year. Okay. Sorry, in my head, I was saying 2022, but then I was like, wait, wait, wait. We <laughs> That's not what came out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but literally the exact same situation with the UVA shooting that um, this person had previously been charged with what would have been a felony and would have prevented him from purchasing a gun, but it was pled down to a misdemeanor, which allowed him to go on and, again, use these legally purchased guns for the shooting. So... You say that it said he was like in his note, he was a leader of a group of 20 killers. Have they found anyone else like in association or is that just like ramblings? That not that I've found. Um, I haven't like dug too deep into it, but like the sources that I did look at, I didn't see anything that mentioned it. it seemed like he was just a lone wolf and was probably just bullshitting yeah. because, you know. Um, so yeah, so not that I've seen. Um, but the students that were murdered were 19-year-old Ariel Anderson, 20-year-old Brian Frazier, and 20-year-old Alexandria Verner. Um, and the the names of those that were wounded have not been released at the time of this recording. So, again, just another tragedy that literally nothing is going to come from because mm-hmm. no one is ever going to agree to change the gun laws in this country, even though, as we've said multiple times, most of these are are legally purchased. <laughs> like they, yeah, I don't know um, why. Did you so see like when it was happening, like before they found him, how people were sharing like the person on Twitter, and the guy was mm. like, the guy was like, guys, this is me. I'm at home. It was like a different state, and he was like, please oh stop gosh. sharing this because like I'm not there, and like people were sharing yeah. a photo like of this person. It was not that person. Oh geez, yeah, no, basically. I did not see that, and that was happening like before we knew who it was like when everything was still on lockdown and stuff and the guy was like please stop like i'm very scared for my safety Mm -hmm. right now because you're sharing my picture and it's not me oh my gosh that's horrifying yeah yeah speaking of horrifying um Mm -hmm. this case (laughs) pretty pretty horrifying Mm -hmm. um i guess we'll just get right into it um so our sources were the new Unsolved Mysteries series. The episode was No Ride Home. Um, The FBI website, um, the NPR in Kansas City, like their site, and an NBC News article. So Alonzo Brooks was born on May 19th, 1980 to Billy Brooks Sr. and Maria Ramirez. So he was one of five children and there were two boys and three girls. And he was one of the younger kids. So like growing up, he would always be like really upset because half the time, like his siblings went somewhere and he couldn't go because he was just so much younger. Um, I think he was kind of like a surprise child, like later in life. And so he was like, I want to go here. And they're like, you can't do that. You're too young. <laughs> He's like, what What do you mean? I'm four and I want to hang out with the six. 16 year old that's fine right <laughs> yeah it's fine i can go there so he was very close with his mom and they had a really tight strong relationship um his family said he was always kind polite playful and sweet he was very loving and fun um, his favorite color was red and he would usually be wearing black or red and he frequently wore a beanie as well and a lot of people in his life would call him zo Uh, He grew up in Topeka, Kansas, but eventually moved to Gardner, Kansas with his mom. So Topeka is more kind of urban, like it's more of a city. Um, But Gardner was a little bit slower, kind of more suburbia, a little bit different than where he'd been raised. 
On April 3rd, 2004, Alonzo said he was going to a party. There was a guy he knew who was going into the service, and they were all just going to go to this party before he left. Um, Alonzo said he was going with his friend Justin Sprague. So Justin said he doesn't really remember, like, how they learned about the party. Like, it wasn't something that had been planned weeks in advance. The group just didn't really plan anything. They would just kind of decide in the moment. It's like, hey, there's a party. We're going to go. Like, you do when you're young, you know? Yeah, like every teenage boy ever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So another friend, Daniel Foon, said all he really remembered was someone calling and saying they should all go to the party. And Tyler Brogard said they called and figured like figured out who was there and just like headed to the party. So it was like they all just kind of call each other and they all just kind of go to this party, which is kind of what they did. So Alonso didn't really go to many of the parties around this time. He was a little bit older than the other friends. Like he was 23 years old at this time. And then like the friends were a little bit younger, probably more like 18, 19. So one of Alonzo's younger brothers, Trey, was friends with some of their younger siblings. So kind of that's how they all kind of knew each other. Um, Alonzo met a lot of his friends in football and he was really great at football. And his friends said he was like really easy to get along with. Um, he They said he'd be like throwing you in the dirt, playing football, and then just sit down and have like a long, deep conversation with you. And before they left for the party, Alonzo fixed his socks and he did usually wear like two pairs of socks um, and he'd rolled it down to like tie his boot a little tighter because he had hurt his ankle the week before playing basketball. So he was still limping a little bit from this like sprain or injury. And he did have on blue jeans, a t-shirt, a sweater and a skull hat. Um, And Alonzo had been planning to ride with Justin to the party. And the party was in Lacine, Kansas. Um, Justin said they'd not heard of Lacine before that. It's a very, very small town. And when they got to the party, there was just kind of this long driveway to the house, like just kind of your normal like country driveway next to a creek in the middle of nowhere. Like what everyone thinks the country looks like. It's <laughs> what it looked like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there were probably around 30 to 50 people at this party. Um, so when they showed up, Alonzo just shouted, who wants a beer? And that's just kind of how they started interacting with everyone. He was like, I'll do this icebreaker. I'll give people a beer and then we'll make friends. <laughs> Perfect. There you go. It's a way to do it. And people at this party were probably around 16 to 21. So a younger crowd. Um, people were playing flip club, playing different drinking games. Some people were dancing. Some were playing cards. You know, just your typical teenage house party, basically. Um, And a lot of the friend groups said they didn't know many of the people there and they were a bit more country than them and a little bit different. And they're like, okay, we know Gardner's a little bit more suburbia, but this is even like a step further from what we're used to. (laughs) Um, But they all still seem to be having a good time. And his friend said that he seemed to be in a good mood and was being like very outgoing, enjoying himself. And usually he was a little bit like more reserved and quiet, but just seemed like tonight he was just having like a really good time. However, at one point in the night, Alonzo did have a little bit of a fight with another guy at the party. And Alonzo and the guy were face to face at one point, And one of his friends like split them up. In the documentary, they kind of mentioned like maybe like he was flirting with a girl or maybe looked at a girl and this guy got mad. Like no one really fully remembered what it was about. But, you know, you're drinking. You have all this <laughs> teenage male testosterone. Mm-hmm. Fights like this were going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, all the time. And, and like, actual fights and then, like, almost fights mm-hmm. where you're, like, in each other's face and the, your friends are like, come on, man, like, leave it alone, leave it alone. Yeah. Like, oh, whatever, whatever. Like, literally all the time. Yeah. 
And Alonzo really just tried to not let that ruin his night. Um, So two of the friends they came with did get word of another party and they left around 11 p.m. So Justin ended up leaving to go pick up some more cigarettes because him and Alonzo were both out. Um, He left and he ended up taking a wrong turn and got his car stuck. And he was actually about 30 minutes north of like where he should be. Like this is 2004. We didn't have GPS on our phones. Like Mm -hmm. he's never been there before. Like he gets lost. (laughs) Um, So he did call another friend who was at the party and asked him to tell Alonzo like he'd gotten lost and he could just hear Alonzo in the background like talking shit, poking fun at him like you got lost like what are you doing (laughs) like yeah. So Justin was like look I'm just I'm not gonna make it back and he asked Adam who was the friend at the party to give Alonzo a ride home. So on April 4th Maria who is Alonzo's mom gets a call phone call asking if Alonzo's home. So she went into his room and noticed he wasn't there. So she started yelling around the house to see if he was in the basement or something. So she returned to the caller and was like, no, like he's not here. Like, where is he? Like, do you know where he is? And the caller just kind of said, maybe he spent the night somewhere else. And Maria's like, no, that's not really like him. Like he always comes home. Like, and I get it. Like I'm one of those people. Like if I have the option to go home, even if it's like mm-hmm. 4 a.m., like, I'm going home. Like, yeah, like, I'm not staying. Just, no, I'd rather sleep in my own bed. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um. So she started to call his friends and just kind of see where he's at. Um. So Daniel, Tyler, and Justin had all last seen him at the party. And they also agreed. They're like, yeah, he would have come home. He's not going to stay there. Or if something happened, like he would have at least called. Like he's not going to stay and just like not tell anyone where he is. Mm-hmm. So Justin did mention how Adam was supposed to give him a ride home, but I guess something happened and they missed each other. Um, Justin wasn't sure of the exact details on how Alonzo didn't ride back with Adam. And I couldn't find anything else about this, like why he didn't ride home with Adam, what happened, mm-hmm. the conversation, if maybe Adam was leaving and Alonzo was like, I'm staying, or if he just left, like I, there's no details out there really about what yeah, else happened like- about this ride. Yeah, like, you know, was it just a miscommunication where, like, he didn't realize he was supposed to be taking him home? Or, you know, like you said, like, 2004, like, there's not, like, I mean, there were cell phones, but especially at this age, like, I wouldn't say most people had them. And so, you know, who knows how information was passed, you know, through mm-hmm. to everyone involved and who who knows what could have happened. Yeah, so Rodney English was Alonzo's childhood best friend. They'd actually lived next to each other in Topeka. So after Alonzo didn't come home, Maria called Rodney, like asking if she'd heard from him. And he thought it was very odd that like he wasn't with the friends he went with. He was like, how do you go to a party and you don't come home with your friend? Like, yeah, what's happening? So he did end up traveling to Gardner to start looking for him. Um, so Justin did come along to show them like where the party was at. So they all drove down to Lucene together to kind of see everything. So once they got there, they like got out and started looking, like just trying to look around the property. Like, did he get too drunk? Did he end up sleeping outside or something? Like, is he here in the house? Like, where is he? So they ended up crossing the street from the house and Rodney did find his hat and a boot. And then they were able to find the other boot a little further down on the side of a creek bank. And they weren't hidden. It was just kind of tossed along. Like Rodney was like, it was almost like someone's driving and just like, threw them out the window like it wasn't Mm -hmm. trying to hide something so eventually a guy comes up on a four-wheeler and told them like they need to leave so at that point everyone's like something's not right something's really not right 
And Lacine is a prominently like white town. And many of his friends said it's like known to be like more racist since it is so small town, mostly white people, mm-hmm. like yeah, all of that. Um, and Alonzo was likely the only black person at the party as well. So it was mostly probably all white kids. Like, yeah. So Rod- Rodney started talking to Justin, trying to figure out like why he took him to the party, didn't come home with him. Um, Justin just said, like, when he was leaving, Alonzo was having a great time. Like, I don't know. Like, I went to get these cigarettes. He was having a good time. There was no signs of fighting, anything going on. However, you know, Daniel did tell the story of Alonzo and another guy at the party possibly getting into a fight. But maybe Justin just didn't see that or had forgotten about it because things did just blow over. But he was like, yeah, when I left, like, there was nothing bad happening. Like Everyone was just having a good time. Mm-hmm. So Maria went to the police station and they told her she had to wait 48 hours to call him missing. But she insisted he was missing now. This was not like her son. She knows her son. He's not going to just not come home or not call anything like that. So Alonzo's brother and his wife ended up driving down on that Monday, the 5th, to Lacine to see if they could speak to the owners of the house. So they were able to get in touch with the owner and he said the house was actually empty So it was a rental house and like there wasn't a current occupant, like the most recent occupants had been evicted or something. And they said it was very weird. It like looked so empty and didn't look like a place where there'd just been like this big party, like a night before. Like it was really weird. They were like, it's very odd. And they tried to kind of drive around the town and they got like a lot of looks from the locals. Like they were like, every time everyone was looking at us, like, why are you here? Like what? Like Mm -hmm. not welcoming, very uncomfortable yeah so they had a meeting with the sheriff there and they were trying to make it clear like this is not alonzo this is very serious he's not shown up we've not heard from him and the sheriff just bloated off saying he's probably just out walking around doing what kids do which i guess they just walk around (laughs) yeah after staying out all night just walk around like you do okay yeah but they brought up they were like he had no shoes we found his shoes um And it had been raining. So they're like, why is he walking around with no shoes and it's raining? And also, as we mentioned, he'd recently hurt his ankle. So they're like, he's limping. Why is he going to take his shoes off, walk around barefoot in April in the rain? Like, it doesn't make sense. (laughs) Yeah, like like nothing about this makes sense. So Paul Phila was a deputy at the time of Alonzo's disappearance. Um, So Paul had gotten the information and was told to go to the house in Lacine. Um, And he said that he did not see Alonzo there. So they walked the creek bed. They didn't see any indication that he had been there. um, And he reported back negative contact and that he didn't see anyone in the area. So on April 7th, the case was turned over to the Kansas Bureau of Investigation, or KBI, and they did a very extensive search. So KBI's evidence recovery team came down and investigated the creek beds. They used cadaver dogs and also did an aerial view of the area with a helicopter. Um, And the FBI also joined in the search team as well. So at this point, investigators are wondering, like, if this was a hate crime, um, because there were reports that Alonso was threatened um, and the target of racial slurs. Again, we mentioned he was probably the only black person at this party um, mm-hmm. of a bunch of white people in a town that is known for being racist. It seems like a pretty good theory to go down. Yeah. 
So Lee's Summit Underwater Rescue and Dive Team were brought in on April 12th. Um, so the water was about three feet deep at the deepest part. Um, so they did have three guys in the creek and then three on the side walking and clearing brush. And they did not find anything to indicate that a body had been in the creek. Um, so there were hundreds of interviews conducted by the KBI and FBI. And Justin said they just like kept coming back, trying to get more information from the friends at the party. Um, he said investigators kept saying like he just got drunk and took his shoes off and tried to walk home. And Justin's like, no, like that was that's complete bullshit. That's not what happened. Um, he said that that would just be out of his character, like in general. And also, like Courtney mentioned, like his ankle was still messed up from this basketball injury. Like he was like like trying to fit his boot on very tightly to like keep it in place like he's not Mm -hmm. gonna like take off his boot and socks and just walk around barefoot yeah um so a week and a half passed and so like now the family's like we know for sure that something has happened to him like clearly he's not just out wandering around still um he didn't just like walk down the highway or like stay at someone's house or something like something had happened to him but they didn't know what Um, And the family just kept calling the police department like daily, trying to see if they'd heard anything. And the police actually told them like they needed to stop. Like they're like, we're working on things like just stop calling, which is just absolutely ridiculous. Like, how do you tell a family whose son is missing? Like, just just stop bothering us. Like, what? Right. Like, that's the thing is they're like, you need to stop calling us every day. And they're like, well, you're not telling us anything. So we're going to call every day for an update. But like most people, I feel like also, even if you're not into true crime, like, you know how important those first few days are. Like, Mm -hmm. even if you don't consume true crime, you're like, there's a show called 48 Hours. And like, Mm -hmm. people like know the first little bit of finding someone is the most important. And you're also like, okay, if he is walking around like you claim, then he's also in danger of starving or running into a wild animal or getting hit by a car. Like something happens. Something is wrong. Mm-hmm. like it's not like he like set out on a hike and has all these supplies he needs it's like oh no if he's gone for a long period of time like he did not plan to be so even if you don't think like there's foul play involved like something is wrong with him and you need to help us <laughs> yeah so on may 1st which was 27 days after alonzo went missing the police finally allowed the family to like go to the area and search for him um because before they had like been refusing to allow the family to go down there They're like no like you can't be here like we're we're working on it, supposedly. Um, but finally, 27 days later, they're like, okay, like you guys can go search there if you want. Um, so family spread the word to friends and tried to get a big group together. And a lot of people did want to participate. Um, so they didn't really know what they were looking for, just like anything that could show like that Alonzo was there or like that something happened to him, you know, anything they can find at this point. And so in one of the fields, there was a white shed that, like, is no longer there now. Um, But at the time, a lot of the volunteers thought that that shed needed to be searched. And they were actually heading towards it when they found Alonzo's body. Um, So they did the autopsy, and there were no penetrating injuries that would be the cause of death. Um, So there was no evidence of any acute bone fractures, no sharp force injuries, gunshots. Like, there was no way to see if he had been strangled um, because the soft tissues of the neck were gone. So that's not something they could determine at that time. Um, They also could not determine if he had drowned. But there were no specific anatomic signs, like, to make the determination one way or the other. Um, So unfortunately, the medical examiner, like, could not say the cause of death or what the situation was surrounding his death and the cause of death was classified as undetermined um but his family and friends like firmly believed that there was no accident and that this was foul play like why would his boots and his hat be just like thrown off the highway if this was an accident like they wouldn't be found away from his body if he had like wandered off and something crazy happened you know 
Yeah. And just like the fact that he's now found all these days later and they're like, it's not like if he had died that night, he could just move his own body. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So the internet like went crazy with like rumors and speculation on what happened. Um, People said that it was an accident and a cover up. Some said he was tortured, that his friends set him up to be a drug dealer. He was chased, just like tons and tons of rumors. Um, And there was another rumor that there was a white girl at the party um, that maybe they had been like flirting and some of the other people there didn't like that. Um, And his friends believed it's possible that like he got jumped or got into some kind of fight, you know, at the party or leaving the party. Um, But another strange part of this case is why did no one find Alonzo's body before? So remember, there was the dive team, the KBI, and the Mm -hmm. FBI out searching this area and never came across him. But then his family comes along and they do a search and they find him in 30 minutes. Yeah. like It's not like he was hidden at all. It's like, yeah, he was there. We found him literally in 30 minutes of our search. Exactly. After 27 days. Um, So the search and dive team said that his body was not there when they searched the area, that if it had been, they would have found it. Um, The medical examiner did say it's possible that he had floated down the creek at a later time, like when the water rose. But his brother said when they found him, like he didn't look bloated, like his skin was like similar to his normal skin tone. Like, I feel like if you've been in water for a long period of time, it's pretty Mm -hmm. obvious. Like you like, yeah, even someone who's not a medical examiner can that like has that knowledge can just like look at you and tell that you've been in water for a long time. And that was the thing, too, is, like, I feel like that would come up in the autopsy. Like, you would know what that looks like, especially because I don't mean to get too graphic, but, like, when a body's in water, like, you have slippage. Like, your skin Mm -hmm. will literally, like, fall off in, like, 27 days. It's, like, there would be obvious signs of, yeah, like, you know. Exactly. Um, They also found his wallet and a few other things in his pocket, including his bandana, dice, and papers that were all relatively undamaged. So if he had been in the water for like a month, like how would this stuff just be so preserved? Um, Like it was shown on the documentary, like it was a piece of paper and it was like not even wet, barely. Like like you could still read it and everything. So it's like, okay, it's been 27 days. He's been in the water. How is this piece of paper still legible? That's not possible. Um, So the family believed, like, it was possible that word got around, that they were doing a search, and that someone placed him there. Um, His brother believed that maybe he was held in, like, a meat locker or something of that nature since the body, like, hadn't decomposed, like, too quickly. Um, And the medical examiner said there's no way to prove or disprove that a body has been frozen if decomposition has already set in. Um, He said, like, it's possible, like, if the body is found, like, right as it's thawing, there could be, like, microscopic changes, but that's really it. Um, and the medical examiner did say that his decomposition lined up with being in the creek for 30 days or less. Um, but again, we don't really know how his body would not be, like, further decomposed and the items destroyed, like, if he had been in the water for those full 30 days. Yeah. So in 2019, KBI released a statement regarding the Alonzo Brooks case. Um, So they said that no evidence gained through the lengthy investigation indicated that Alonzo was the victim of a crime. And for this reason, the investigation into his death was closed. Um, However, the Unsolved Mysteries episode caused another stir in the investigation. So Stephen McAllister, who was then the U.S. District Attorney, decided to take another look. So whenever... Unsolved Mysteries reached out for information. He started reading up on the case, and he did request that the FBI reopen the case at that time. Um, He said it seemed that the investigator just kind of, like, gave up, Um, but there was also the fact that there had been some misconduct from the original medical examiner, Dr. Eric Mitchell. 
So Dr. Mitchell had said that he couldn't determine the cause of death, um, but his qualifications and testimony have come under question lately by other local, um, by local defense attorneys, mostly due to conduct that happened before, like he worked in Kansas. Um, so there was an article from 1993 that said Dr. Mitchell routinely removed organs from corpses without consent of victims' families um, and had been improperly storing body parts in his office. I have a lot so, of questions about that that I really don't yeah. want the answer to. No. A lot of red flags. That's for sure. Yes. So after reopening the case, the FBI is offering a $100,000 reward for anyone who can provide information that leads to a conviction. So in July of 2020, the FBI exhumed Alonzo's body for a second autopsy. And in April of 2021, his death was reclassified as a homicide. So the new autopsy found injuries that were inconsistent with normal patterns of decomposition. Um, so many of the details are not being like revealed for investigative purposes, but they did say, you know, as of 2021, like this was a homicide. Which shows again how the medical examiner must something was going on there if he's like there's absolutely nothing and then this new autopsy is like yeah there's yeah, signs actually. here of like something happening like, yeah and and i don't think it's enough time i mean it's a it's a lengthy period of time as far as like updates to science but i don't think it's long enough time that's like oh like it really wasn't like they wouldn't have known then it's like this wasn't 100 years ago <laughs> like yeah. this was like 15, 15. years before <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so the new FBI lead agent on the case is Leanna Romana, um, and she hopes that new technology will turn up some possible old clues. And she's also hoping that with the passage of time, more witnesses will open up and talk more about what happened that night. Um, you know, sometimes time and distance can like allow people who were scared before to, you know, feel more comfortable coming forward. So hopefully, you know, as more time passes and you're not a 16 year old who was at that party, who's terrified for your life, you'll start to realize that maybe you should talk about what happened and what, you know, because um, I'm just so confused of like, and maybe it's just like not public knowledge for like, if they interviewed other people at this party, but like mm -hmm. the only testimony we have is like of his friends. And I'm like, what about all these other people who saw him? Like nobody could yeah. say they saw him leaving. Like no one could talk about him at all. And like, if you're in a, if this party, as they described, was all white people and you were mm -hmm. in this very small town where you rarely see black people, you're going to remember like seeing him at the party. Like you don't yeah. know him. Like he's going to stand out. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, how is no one at this party being like, well, I saw him doing this or even like a made up lie of being like, oh, I saw him stumbling and fall down and blah, blah, blah. Like mm -hmm. nobody can account for him. Like, after justin calls and asks adam to give him a ride home like nobody can account for him or where he was or where he went that is interesting because i feel like in other similar cases that you do have those reports like you said of like oh mm -hmm. i they were getting into this or i saw them getting into that or in this case it's just like hmm? Hmm? nothing no information because yeah. like, his friends and his family were interviewed in the documentary but like none of them brought up mm -hmm. hearing any other testimony from anyone seeing him so it's just yeah. like and the whole Adam thing to me, and I'm not saying I think Adam's responsible at all, but mm -hmm. like, what is his story of like how he how did you went not home end up without like, I, I have a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot here that's not, um, not very clear. And, you know, some of that may be due to like, you know, investigative purposes, like they don't want to share too much information mm -hmm. that they want to be able to keep hidden until 
it's a point where it's like not safe, but I'm not making any sense. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm getting at. <laughs> They're trying to hold like details like close so that like people won't like falsely come forward. Yeah. Kind of like with the new autopsy, but yeah, it's also just kind of crazy. It's like no, nobody there could be like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just so weird to me. Yeah, it really is. So Alonzo's father, Billy Brooks Sr., just recently died earlier this year. Um, so unfortunately, he did have to die without ever knowing what happened to his son. Um, so if you do have any information about this case, please call the FBI at 816-512-8200 or 816-474-TIPS. Um, so you can also submit a tip online at tips.fbi.gov. Um, so Alonzo was very possibly a victim of a racially motivated hate crime. Um, the details of his death just do not add up. Like, like we said, there's so much missing information, so much that does not make sense about this. Um, so please, if you know anything, please come forward so that the individual or individuals responsible for this will be held accountable. Um, you hear this all the time, but like anything that even if you don't think it's something like Mm -hmm. if if you were there if you have any sort of information that you could possibly share you know please do because you never know that one little thing that like open that breaks the whole investigation you know and that's the thing too it's very odd to me because like the dive team had people in the water which i think they said was like three feet deep at most like it wasn't this deep creek but they Mm -hmm. also like said they had people on the side like walking and pushing aside brush to look and so i'm like where was he mm-hmm. that they didn't find him? Like, he clearly wasn't there. Like, <laughs> and my question too is like, if the theory is right that the killer or killers found out that the family was going to be searching, so they put the body there, like, why? Like, what was their motive behind doing that? You know, was it just like, mm-hmm. oh, well, we have to get rid of it, so like, we'll just put it here? But also, like, wouldn't you? not want the body to be found because like you could have evidence on the body that like implicates yourself like if that's really what happened which sounds the most plausible to me like you don't just like appear out of nowhere you know if the body was intentionally placed there because the search was going to be happening like what was the motive behind doing that you know or even if maybe it wasn't necessarily intentional because they did have like helicopters the dive team everything so Mm -hmm. maybe after a week or so of it like being around there a week or two they were like okay, now we can go, like, dump the body or something. You know what I mean? Like, we can... But I don't know why you would dump it there so close to the party. Unless maybe you did want it found and you just thought it's been long enough, there's no evidence left. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't understand. (laughs) Or you think they're not going to search that area anymore because they already did. So, like, oh, they've, like, extensively searched this area and they found nothing. So it's the perfect place to put the body because they're not going to come back and search again. Yeah. That would make so that's sense. what I wonder also if they're like, okay, they've like, you know, mm-hmm. laid off, like whatever, like let's go put it there. Yeah. And then like, then the family comes and finds him. So I don't know if maybe it was that, or maybe they were like, maybe felt guilty and they were like, mm-hmm. well, his family should know that he's at least like dead, like at least find his body. Like maybe you yeah. do feel guilty and you're like, well, let's at least give the family like quote-unquote closure because you know people have like Mm -hmm. fucked up minds like that (laughs) like yeah it's just an odd case it's it's like was it was it someone at the party who were a bunch of teenagers or was it like did he try to walk home 
because he wasn't able to get this ride and then something happened to him on the way home like unrelated to this party but he would have barely made it anywhere because the creek was like on the property of the house you know what i mean so it was like true so like he would have barely gotten down the road yeah but like we said like his body could have been moved from somewhere else so i mean he could have he could have gotten a ways down the road and then that's true also for some reason i mean the killer knew that he was at that party so we thought he would put it him back near the party or or just because the search happened there because it's weird too that his shoes were by the party too so it's like what is that all about i don't it's very odd and is it also like these are a bunch of like teenagers but you know you call your weird uncle your weird racist uncle Mm -hmm. and you're like there's this guy over here like flirting with the white women at the party how dare they and like him and his good old boys show up i can 100 percent see that for sure yeah so it's just like who even knows what happened and nobody's talking Mm -hmm. at all so many unanswered questions yeah and i hope the family gets closure because it's just like something happened i i don't know it's hard for me to believe it's just like victim of the elements because how is his body not found Mm -hmm. how if it's in the water is it not more decomposed exactly like Like his his body was put there like i fully believe that i mm -hmm. don't believe there's any way that like oh he just wandered away drunk and then somehow died and then was here the whole time and then no one found him during the first i don't i believe his body floats downstream but his shoes are at the front of the house like None of that makes sense. Like, I believe there was foul play, and I believe it was racially motivated. Yeah. 100%. Like, even if there was some, like, bizarre accident, like, his body was concealed and then brought back to this this place. So, such a tragic case all around. Um, Yeah, okay. Well, this is an awkward <laughs> transition, as usual. Always the most awkward transition. It really is. Like, we try to give you guys something, like light to end on so we're not just like stopping on these horrific deaths but then it's also like how do you transition from that to this and not feel like an insensitive asshole but yeah you know we just want to give you guys a little light at the end to you know bring bring it up before we don't talk to you guys again for another week um so yeah that being said courtney (laughs) what is your perk of the week all right, so I'm doing it. I'm pulling a double perk. Oh, okay. double perk because I had a busy week. Mm-hmm. So I had two very fun things happen on the Monday of the week we recorded this. Um, I got to see Death Cab for Cutie and also Mama, who opened from them, who I also like. Um, so that was a very good show. It's super fun night. Uh, they were really great in concert. Mm-hmm. It was really good. And then I also finally got to see Hamilton live, which literally the second the music started i started crying (laughs) because i'm obsessed with hamilton i love hamilton Mm -hmm. and it was just i've watched the disney plus like with the original cast like probably like 10 times (laughs) i'm not even over exaggerating sometimes it's just the thing you put on to like okay i need something on the tv while i sit here it's gonna be that Mm -hmm. um and it just it it's not the same as seeing it live um also because the disney plus like they kind of zoom in on like whoever's singing Mm -hmm. so like seeing the whole thing it's just like so much time and thought is put into that show yeah. like it is fucking insane like the fact that they have a whole song i know i don't think you've ever listened to hamilton no. or watched hamilton but they have a whole song and then the next song it's like they reverse everything for oh. someone else's point of view uh-huh. 
And so it like rewinds, but like everyone on the stage is like doing exactly what they did the song before, like exactly the same. That's cool. So they're like doing it backwards and then doing it forwards and just like all the background, like dancers, like each person has like such a purpose and like, I don't know. It was amazing. This is my soapbox of how, (laughs) I don't know, like I love the Hamilton soundtrack and I love all of that, Mm -hmm. but like also seeing like how much thought is put into like. every person on that stage and what they're doing and how it's gonna like I don't know it's incredible that's awesome that's my soapbox (laughs) of how incredible it was but that's my double perk of the week because I had a very busy week you did have Um, a busy week (laughs) but yeah um so that's my perk of the week Jacqueline what is your perk of the week um so my perk of the week is that this week we got our deck built which I'm just like so stoked about um as you guys know we bought this house a couple months they did ago it very quickly yeah like they were like boom 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 <laughs> shot <laughs> cordy's like i don't know if i'm gonna walk i love it no i've seen i've seen so much construction around my house <laughs> that takes literally these apartments back here mm-hmm. have been being built since before we moved in three years ago oh, so whenever lovely. you got your deck done that quickly i was like <laughs> i mean obviously a deck versus like yeah. a whole apartment complex but still well they they also like charged like like they like did the estimate beforehand and like was a contract that's like this is what we're going to charge you and no more so they're like you know we want to get this done quickly because they're not my mom always says that mm-hmm. she says you can tell when it's a job by the hour versus by yep, the job exactly so it's by the hour they're gonna like draw it out as long as they can if it's by the job it's mm-hmm. up like they're that. like all right we're getting this knocked out and we're gonna be out because i want to make as much money as possible um but, i mean they did have yeah. four people here for three full days so i mean it was you know um yeah which also i just have to add i went to text you about this and i forgot so like no one ever like asked to use our bathroom which like i expected because i'm like oh you have like people here working in your house for like eight nine mm-hmm. hours a day and so i'm like do they just like not? Are they like peeing in my backyard? Do they have like Gatorade bottles? Like, I had so many questions. Did they didn't like bring a porta potty with them either? No, they peed in your backyard. 100%. Oh yeah, but I'm like, like it just in broad daylight or like, <laughs> I mean, like I live in a neighborhood. It's not like it's like, I mean, like we have trees, yeah. but it's not like it's like a wooded area where it's like, oh, you could easily, you know, which like I don't care if they pee in my yard, like it, you know, it's just pee. But I was just, maybe they're just like kind of trained where they're just like, okay, when we go to lunch, like that's when we'll go to the bathroom and then when we go home. Yeah, like, maybe. I mean, maybe they've like accustomed themselves to that. I don't but know, like they yeah. also had like a ton of liquid, which I guess like you're also very physically exerting yourself. So like maybe you're not, yeah. you know, you don't have as much like waste because you are using all the liquid you're consuming but anyway i was thinking about that because i was just like where um so we bought this house like two months ago and that was like the only thing that was missing from this house so we're like okay we're gonna like make a plan to get this done as quickly as possible and so it is up and i'm so happy and then andrew had to get his i don't know what it's called it's like a like a A blackstone yeah but i think it's the brand so he didn't get that brand but it's a different brand oh it's like the same blackstone. thing gotcha. yeah so yeah so i've only ever heard someone call it a blackstone yeah like any tiktok video i've seen is like we're cooking it on the blackstone so i don't know if this is like kleenex that's literally where, what like, i was call about everything to say. Yeah. a kleenex <laughs> and it's the walmart tissue paper <laughs> yes. like <laughs> maybe it's that situation um but yeah. or maybe all the people i see on tiktok are just bougie and have to have name brand that could be that, it too yeah and i don't know what the off brand's called that could be well we have a nexus I think is what it's called, which also sounds like it's something else. So that may not be right, but it was on sale. So, you know, that's what we went with. Um, But Andrew is very, very excited about it. As anyone who knows Andrew, he loves his cooking gadgets. 
<laughs> yes, yes, he does. <laughs> so yeah, so he has used it the last two nights. And then tonight he was super excited to make breakfast on it because he's like, I can cook everything on it at one time and not dirty up 10,000 dishes. So that is what he did. And it was delicious. And he was very happy. <laughs> But that was very long-winded. But yeah, we got our deck and I'm very excited. Um, So I was able to sit out there during nap time yesterday and it was was still kind of cold, but like the sun was like right on me. So it was like, you know, Mm -hmm. acceptable, um, even though it was cold. So I got to sit out there and read my book and drink a cup of coffee and look at my Smoky Mountains from my backyard on my deck. And it was, it was delightful. So that sounds nice. Yeah. And and Courtney's going to come over soon. We're going to have a deck warming party instead of a housewarming party. And we're just going to all hang out on the deck. And Andrew's going to cook. And... On the deck. <laughs> the deck warming party. Yes. Make sure and enunciate that very clearly because or mm-hmm. else you might think you're coming to a whole different kind of party. <laughs> I show up with all the dildos and I'm like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Courtney's like, I'm, I'm very confused. confused. I don't I don't understand. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah you want to tell no if you <laughs> so not i don't want to know i support you a hundred percent in any consensual sexual endeavor you were doing emphasis on the consensual mm-hmm. don't want to hear about no, it not don't. not even gonna put that joke out there because i don't want nope. the jokes to come in um like the person that sent us the picture of the nipple belt you know i i could have gone my whole life without seeing that so don't want it. i don't want it But yeah, reach out to us about other things um, on all the places. You guys know where to find us. It's in the show notes. Um, Again, just to plug our patreon.com slash caffeinated crimes. We do have four different tiers available. So the lowest one is $3 a month. um, And you guys get a bonus episode every single month. So we currently have, it's got to be almost 30, right? If it's not already. Um. Something it's close to thirty. Yeah. We're coming out twenty six. Um, I'm pretty sure. When does this come out? I think this comes out the week of our three year anniversary. Hold on one second. <laughs> oh no! Oh, it was on my calendar last year. It's not on my calendar this year. I think it's next week because this comes out the twenty eighth. Okay, and I think it's like first week of March. Well, I don't know. Is it? I guess it depends on what day in March. I'm going to have to fact check because I can't remember. I know. I'm like, it's between like the 3rd and the 10th. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but Yeah. So if it's the 3rd, <laughs> like this is the week of because this is like the Tuesday before. Okay. So either way, it should be like pretty close to before. So maybe we'll do something fun for our three-year podcast anniversary. Can you guys believe that? Yes. Three years. We've been doing this for three Most years. Most podcasts who start don't make it past, I don't remember the statistics, <laughs> but we've made it three years. <laughs> they don't make it past like a year. They don't or make it like past, I don't or... remember the statistic, but we're past that point. I don't know what it is, we're but I know we're past it. <laughs> I know we're past it because I remember hearing it and being like, well, we passed that marker. Um, Because everyone wants to start a podcast until they realize how hard it is. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> did you say podcast? <laughs> I might have. Podcast, we would love to be a part of your network. Right? Like, please. That would just make our whole life. Max, what's his last name? I don't remember. Max something. Yeah, podcast. I don't know. Anywho. Anyway. <laughs> um, If you could also, after that long ramble, give us five stars <laughs> on Spotify or Apple or wherever you have a rating system where you can give us the highest rating possible, that would be great. Um, But in the meantime, go have a cup of coffee. And don't commit a crime. <laughs>